We're going to get into our teaching for today. How y'all doing this afternoon? Hallelujah. Well, you're going to be doing better after this. All right. Hallelujah. Uh, We are still on our series, Kingdom Essentials. And with Kingdom Essentials, we're just teaching you the kingdom basics. Okay, we're not diving deep into it. We're just doing the kingdom basics, things that you need to know right now to get your faith aligned with the kingdom. The Bible says that grace and peace is multiplied in knowledge. Okay, now we move from knowledge to understanding to wisdom to revelation. Right now, we're just giving knowledge. All right. Now, with this knowledge, what you are supposed to do with this knowledge is take it home and study it. You better make sure I'm telling you the right thing. You better take this knowledge home and study it. Open your Bible, go back over those scriptures and make sure that this man up here know what he's talking about. Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And how can you hear unless somebody sent? I'm claiming to be sent. Y'all verify my receipts, my documentations. I give you permission in Jesus' name. So we're going to uh, teach on kingdom essential. Well, no, we're coming from the um, the series Kingdom Essentials. The title of our teaching on today is uh, Two Kingdoms in One. Two Kingdoms in One. On today, we're going to talk about the difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. And then we're going to show you how they are one and they work together. Amen. Now, the reason why I teach the way I teach is because I need to secure your faith in what we're talking about. When we talk about the teaching pillars of Divine Generation Church, we're talking about relationship kingdom, church, and ministry, all right? The relationship gets us the kingdom, all right? Relationships dictate covenants. Say that with me. Say relationships dictate covenants. Once you know the relationship, you understand the covenant. I have a covenant Because Dr. Hardy is my wife, I have a covenant with her. It's certain things that I'm supposed to do, I have to do, I have no choice to do because of the covenant that was given by the relationship. The Bible said I have to love her like Christ loved the church and give myself for her. That's the covenant. Covenants bring about responsibility. So we go from relationship into the kingdom because the father prepared the kingdom for children. He did not prepare for church members. (laughs) It's not for church members. It's for children. It don't matter how much you say you kingdom minded until you humble yourself as a child, you have no kingdom mind unless it's the kingdom of darkness. I'm not going to apologize for that. And so on the, we go from relationship into the church because in order for us to claim that we are the church, we must be raised in the kingdom to impact the world. If you are not impacting, you are not the church. You're still in orphan mode. You're still immature. 
Jesus said we are light. We are salt. We're supposed to be a city set on a hill. You can't miss a city set on a hill. You can't miss light. You can tell when food ain't got no salt in it. <laughs> we are a different flavor. We're not supposed to act like them. We're not supposed to look like them. We're supposed to be who the heavenly, who our heavenly father told us to be. So we move from relationship into kingdom into becoming the church to being the royal priesthood, not just saying it. We're supposed to be a holy nation. A holy nation in the midst of a crooked world, a perverse world. We're supposed to be a special people unto him. But that only happens when we're raised in the kingdom properly. It only happens when we're developed in the kingdom that we see the church. And the whole purpose for us doing ministry is to give you the relationship, move you into the kingdom, so you become the church. The ministry deals with the fivefold. It deals with the governmental body. We're here to build you up. That's the only reason. We are like the, the, the professors and the deans at, at, at college universities. We're here just to get you that degree. Amen? We're here to get you that degree. Whatever he called you to be, we're here to get you a doctrine in it. We're here to raise you and develop you so that you can be everything that he called you. So what I need y'all to do is in your heart of hearts, even right now, I need you to have a desire to be what he predestined you to be. It won't work if you don't. I'll talk, you'll listen, you'll go home, nothing will change. You have to have a desire to be the very thing that he predestined you to be before he said, let there be light. You have to desire that more than anything. You can't want to be what your mama wants you to be, what your cousins want you to be, what your friends want you to be, what your family wants you to be, how the public sees you. You have to have a desire in your heart to be everything and only what he predestined you to be. And I got good news for you. I got gospel for you behind that. That's the only thing he going to provide for. That's the only thing he's going to get provision for. Paul said, my God supplies all, what God, well, my God will supply all of my needs. He was speaking for himself, his relationship. According to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Now, needs in the natural realm are, you know, we need water, we need food, we need shelter. In the spirit realm, it's the needs are given to you according to what he predestined you to be. If he called you to sing, you need a voice. <laughs> okay? You need some studio time. You need to understand music. So he is, it's there for you, waiting on you. Whatever he called you to do, it's sitting there waiting on you. Because he predestined it, which means he put it out there in the atmosphere before you were born and said, you got to find me to find it. We ain't talking about that on the day. But I just want to encourage y'all. Because in our, as I try to get you guys to understand truth, okay, to understand truth and understanding why did the father do all of this? Because he wanted children and he wanted children to be like him and operate on earth. The whole purpose of him creating and doing all of this is because he wants to be a father. He's not interested in just being a God. 
He don't need somebody to pray to him. He don't need somebody to praise him. He don't even need you to, he don't need you to worship him. The worship is for the development. The worship is to get to know. He didn't create us, create us for that purpose. Those things are needed so we can become one with him. The less we talk to him, the more we know about him. The more we talk to him, the more we stay in his presence. That, uh, so we have to understand truth. In, in order to understand truth, we have to start at the precepts. We have to start at why, why, why did he do this? Once you understand why, I'm telling y'all, most of the body of Christ don't know the why. Most of the preachers don't know the why. Most of the pastors don't know the why. I'm sorry. Most of the bishops don't know the why. Most of the apostles, they don't know the why. The why, once you know the why, you know truth. If you look up truth in the Greek, it's going to tell you that the plan that the father did with Christ before the foundation of the world. That's the definition of truth. If you look up knowledge, it's going to tell you Christ, the understanding of Christ. Look it up in the Greek. Look it up. <laughs> he wants you to know why he did this so that your faith can be sealed. The Bible says he wants to anchor our soul. He wants to anchor our soul. He wants you to be unmovable. He wants you to have no doubt at all. Amen. And so on today, we're going to continue that process. We're going to talk about two kingdoms and one. If you look in scripture, especially uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll see the kingdom of heaven and you'll see the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is in the Bible 33 times. No, the kingdom of heaven is in the Bible 33 times. And the kingdom of God is in the Bible just in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John 70 times. So we need to talk about that. Anytime some is in the scriptures a hundred times, quick story. When I was in apostolic denomination, no teaching, I went to, to my leadership and I said, why don't we teach the kingdom? And it's in the Bible so many times, but we talk about apostolic and it's in the Bible once. <laughs> the answer I was given, I know about the kingdom. I ain't actually what you know, actually why you ain't teaching it. Because that's where we're supposed to live from. And so I have a chart up here, the kingdom of heaven and then the kingdom of God. Now, the kingdom of heaven is in heaven. All right? The kingdom of heaven has always existed. The kingdom of heaven is the eternal kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is the kingdom that Satan was ousted from. The kingdom of God is established on earth. So the difference between the kingdom of heaven is that that kingdom is in heaven, it's not on earth. The kingdom of God is the establishment of the kingdom of heaven on earth through us. And the only way he can establish it, the reason why the Bible says that the kingdom of God is in you is because the only way that he can establish it is through your mind, through your soul, through your heart. Through your person. That's why they say the greatest commandment was to love the Lord with all your mind, your heart, your soul. 
your strength and your understanding because eventually what he's trying to do is bring you into the kingdom to develop you. And so the kingdom of heaven always existed. The kingdom of God is established on earth through his sons and daughters. This is why he sent Adam. He sent Adam to establish the kingdom of God. Adam lost the kingdom. Now he had to send Jesus. He sent the first Adam. Now he sends the last Adam. Amen. Jesus was plan B. He wasn't plan A. He sent Adam and we were supposed to dominate the planet through Adam's lineage. Adam was the first Christ on the planet. And we were supposed to dominate the planet, run the planet, rule the planet. Because when the father looked at earth, he said it was dark. It was void. In other words, he wasn't there. (laughs) My family wasn't there. That's why the Bible is not the history of the earth. It's the the history of his family being established on the earth. So the kingdom of heaven is the colonizing kingdom. And the kingdom of God is the established colony. I mess with Kirby all the time. He be talking about he Haitian. And I said, brother, look. You clap. I said, brother, I know you Haitian, but y'all Haitians are just Negroes that got colonized. <laughs> by another country. That's it. Puerto Rican is just Negroes that got colonized by Spain and Americans is just Negroes that got colonized by England. Okay? <laughs> That's it. You just talk the way you talk and speak the language you speak in because you speak in according to the, the kingdom that colonized y'all. So you know French because France colonized y'all. So the job of the kingdom of heaven is to colonize the kingdom of earth. That's why we go because we speak the language of the that colonized us. The more you pray in tongues, you communicate with with home country. The less you do, the less you communicate with them. That's why you don't see Mexicans coming over here. They they don't care about learning English unless it's to work. (laughs) That's the only reason they need to learn it. Other than that, they go, look, go to Chicago, go to Chinatown. They colonize a whole place and we go to their, to eat, to get their food. So the kingdom of heaven is the colonizing kingdom. Jesus came to this planet to establish the kingdom of God. It is our job to establish the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven assists the kingdom of God on earth. I got a lot of receipts for this stuff. It is our job to seek to establish the kingdom of God on earth. We live from the kingdom of heaven, but we live in and for the kingdom of God. Amen. John chapter 18, verse 36. 
Jesus is announcing his home kingdom. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. Why? Because I'm from kingdom of heaven. (laughs) He said, my kingdom is not of this world, said Jesus. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. And you know they confused. He confused them. So Jesus was letting us know, I came from the kingdom of heaven to establish the kingdom of God. I know most of the disciples thought that he was coming to establish a physical kingdom. They were looking for soldiers too. They asked Jesus after he ascended, after he uh, was was resurrected from from the grave, they asked him, when is the kingdom coming? We still waiting on the kingdom. He said, <laughs> I know they was mad. He said, I don't know. He said, you got to ask the father. Only he knows. So he did not come to establish a physical kingdom. He came to establish a spiritual kingdom. That's why the Bible says that the kingdom of God is in you. It's in you through the DNA. And it operates and functions through the way you think. Through your soul, your will, your character, your appetite, your aversions, your disposition, your character. It operates through your hearts, your issues. So Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. Why? Because I came to establish my father's kingdom. That's why as soon as he came on, the, on, uh, on earth, the first message he preached was repent. Because the kingdom of hand, heaven is available. He didn't say the kingdom of God was available. He said the kingdom of heaven was available because the kingdom of God would not be available until he left. He had to die for the kingdom of God to come through us. He came to establish. So John preached it first. John said, repent because the kingdom of heaven is near. Jesus came right behind him and said, repent because the kingdom of God is available. You can now start thinking according to how heaven sees the thing. That's why he didn't have no problem when they wanted to stone a woman who called adultery, he gave her grace. Why? Because it's time to establish the kingdom. When he seen a a man with a withered hand, even though it was on a Sabbath day, he came to establish the kingdom. And what he could not do in establishing the kingdom was raise sons and daughters. That's why he said, the works that I do, you will do. And greater works you will do because I go to my father. Because he go to his father, because he went to his father, now we can have services. We can teach and preach and we can put the kingdom in you and you can go out there and represent it. It couldn't happen because he was the only son when he was on the planet. So he was letting us know, I got to go so that the kingdom can be established through y'all. So, because he came to bring the kingdom of heaven, now I'm going to show you how we establish the kingdom of God. John chapter 3, verse 3. Because the way into this kingdom is that we have to be born again. John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus replied to Nicodemus. He said, truly, I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said, 
How can anyone be born when he is old? Can he enter his mother's womb the second time and be born? Nope, you can't do that. You're going to kill her. <laughs> Jesus answered, truly I tell you, unless someone is born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. What is born of the flesh is flesh and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Now, we are born into the kingdom of God. We are not born into the kingdom of heaven. We are born into the kingdom of God. The scripture said the moment that we are born into the kingdom of God, our soul activates. He said, if you, you have to be born of the kingdom of God in order, you have to be born again to see the kingdom. So the moment you are born again, the moment you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you begin to see spiritual things. You begin to understand spiritual things. Spiritual, watch this. You begin to, mm, you begin to get resistance in your spirit. When you used to could do wrong, and it didn't bother you. Now, all of a sudden, you see something, you feel something, you understand something. When you used to could cut somebody off and tell them off in two, three different languages and leave them with some choice words, now it bothers. <laughs> now we hear a father. Why is that? Because we were born into the kingdom of God to represent the kingdom. We were born into the kingdom of God so that our souls can be developed. When you're born into the kingdom of God, you start off at an infant stage. That's why in Galatians chapter 4, verse 1 through 7, he told him, he said, look, as long as the heir, heir, a child that has an inheritance, as long as you are an infant, although you own everything, it's as if you own nothing. Because you have been born again, you are now a child and he wants to get you the inheritance because the scriptures let us know that we are his inheritance and he has an inheritance for us. So he wants to get us our inheritance, but now it's development time. Now it is time to grow up. And so we are born into the kingdom of God to obtain a spiritual life. Walk in the spirit. Live in the spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. But that which is born of the spirit is spirit. The Bible tells us that we were not born of man, the will of man, but we have been born of the will of God. We were born now by through the kingdom to become his children. And because of that, now that we are in the kingdom of God, we have to depend on the kingdom of heaven. So we live in the kingdom, but we live to establish the kingdom of God. That's why I told you the church is extracted from the kingdom. I know we hear often, we hear them say all the time, the church is the people. The church ain't the building. You're 100% right, but the church ain't the people. <laughs> It's the called out ones, the ecclesias, the ones who have been called out of the kingdom to represent. And the way that that looked, because church is not a word that Jesus came up with. Every kingdom had a church. They had a body of people who understood legislation and judiciary 
judicial things, and they were sent out from the kingdom into other lands to spread the king's glory, to spread his information, to show his rules, his regulations, to give his laws. Philippians chapter 3. This is why the Bible, Philippians chapter 3, verse 18 through 20. This is why the Bible calls us a royal priesthood. Because we are children of a kingdom and our job as priests is to is to uh, uh, um, usher people into the Father's kingdom, which is his presence. I love it when y'all are quiet. Philippians chapter 3, verse 18. It says, for I have often told you and now say again with tears that many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their stomach. Their glory is in their shame. They are focused on earthly things. But, but, he's talking to the church. (laughs) He's talking to the sons and daughters of God. But, our citizenship is in heaven. That's a concept. We gotta, we gotta, I know we gotta wrestle with it till we get it. Our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly wait for a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. So even right now, when we're born into the kingdom of God, while we're in the kingdom of God, the scripture says that our citizenship is not here, but is there. You have no citizenship here. You don't belong here. The Bible says you are a pilgrim passing through. The Bible says you used to be a foreigner of this kingdom. You used to be an alien, but now you got a green card. Literally. Now you have been born and you, and you have permission to live in earth from that kingdom. That's why the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things that you cannot see. The Bible says that by faith we understand that the world was framed by the word of God and that everything that we see was created by what we don't see. What is he letting us know? First of all, that the world that you can't see, the kingdom of heaven created this. So why would you seek this? Why seek this when we can, when he's already aligned it for us to seek what created this? That's why you can never say you have faith until you understand the spiritual realm. You can never say you have faith until you understand the spiritual realm because our faith is in what created this. That's why he says, he said, for I have often told you and now say again with tears. He said, I'm crying as I write this. He said that many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Jesus died, resurrected, ascended. He said, it is finished. You can now have a father. You can now have the kingdom. And he said, they're living as enemies towards that. They're living as enemies towards the life that he came to die for. 
They're not seeking first the kingdom of God. They're seeking first whatever you fill in the blank. He said their end is destruction. Their God is their stomach. And because their God is their stomach, the father can't live through it because their appetite controls them. He said their glory is in their shame. (laughs) It's in their shame. It's in announcing that I got three or four girls. (laughs) It's in announcing I'm a pimp. It's in it's in announcing. I'm self-made. Really. Well, see if you self-preserved, and I'm gonna stop. It's in their shame. It's in the flag, the rainbow flag. It's in their shame. They have parades, which is stupid to me. Especially if you're a grown man. You got having parades to announce that this is, okay, that's a whole nother conversation. When I get in that, I'm going to tell y'all, put this up immediately. Because I'm going to offend. Because I'm offended. I am. I'm offended that a grown man, and I'm even more offended at our government, that our government is telling a grown man it's okay for him to, with another man, and we're supposed to teach our kids that that's okay? No. Their shame, their glory is their shame. Lil Nas have a whole lap dance with the devil and get commercials. He had a lap dance with the devil as a man and then turns around and gets more commercials. Kevin Hart say something about the homosexuality community. They cancel all his shows. You ain't seeing this. You better represent a. You better represent the right kingdom. They telling them they they want us to tell our young men that it's okay to put a penis in your mouth. And in your rectum. I'm sorry. It's 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 the it's the truth. They want us to tell our young men that it is this is okay. Don't talk about them if they do this. No, that's wrong, and you stupid. That is a stupid appetite for you to think as a grown man that it's okay for you to put a penis in your mouth, for you to take another man's seed. That's stupid. And then they want us to agree with this. No, I don't represent this kingdom. I don't represent this world. My kingdom is not of this world. So I tell my children, they stupid. I love them. The the spirit that's on you, we'll pray it off for you. We can help you if you come on this side. But that is stupid. I would not accept that in my family, not in my lineage. You you get out of my house and 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 change your name. (laughs) Whatever. I'm not, that stuff, I don't play around with that. Because the thing about it is, I was telling my sister, I, I made a comment about the community. And she said, I know you don't really think that. I said, yeah, I do. And then I asked her a question. I said, so are you telling me that you would tell your son that it's okay to do this? No. If you agree with it, you're telling him it's okay. It is not okay for a woman to give up her ovaries to another woman. 
That's stupid. Then we got to even talk about this. But their glory is in their shame. The Bible said that they, he turned their minds over to the foolishness. Do it. Go ahead. So you can see destruction. Back in the day, I know I didn't switch topics, but I'm about to get back on it. Back in the day, I used to, I, when I was ministering to homosexuals, I used to Google, and it was a, a, a stat up there that said that homosexuals average die before the age of 37 years old. I looked the other day, and it's gone. Why is that? Because they don't want that information up there. They, they dying quick. Why? Because they giving up their destiny for an appetite. Giving up their destiny for an appetite. You change your entire destiny, bro, for that? That's stupid. Sorry. I'm not sorry. Look at 19. It says their end is destruction. Their God is their stomach. Whatever their appetite tells them to do, they do it. He says their glory is in their shame. They are focused on earthly things. The music. Little baby ain't representing the kingdom of God. Kanye ain't representing the kingdom of God. Jay-Z ain't representing the kingdom of God. Okay? Ain't none of them, Beyonce ain't representing the kingdom of God. Any of them you want to name, they not representing the kingdom of God. Their appetites. <laughs> Verse 20 says, but our citizenship is in heaven. So we are expected to live a certain way on earth like we not from here. The Bible said, live like y'all not from here. Now, when we talk about citizenship, we're talking about three things. We're talking about rights, we're talking about privileges, and we're talking about duties. That's why I told you, we talked about the relationship for so long, but now it is time for us to talk about responsibility because you are a, a citizen of the kingdom. You have a duty. You have rights and you have privileges. You need to know your rights, especially when you pray. You need to know your privileges or Satan will control your life just by conversations in your head. You need to understand your duties because servitude is a big part of the kingdom. The father has responsibilities for his children because you give your kids responsibilities, right? Why? Because it's a part of developing them. And responsibility breaks down into two words, respond and ability. So the father gave you ability so you can respond to the assignment that he put us in earth to do. Everything about you is made for the kingdom. Every gift, every talent, every ability, how you look, how you walk, how you talk, everything about you, he created you for his kingdom. Amen? Amen. So we have to live to promote the kingdom. This is why the scripture says to seek first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Why? Because... That's our home country. Seek first the kingdom of God. Why? Because that's why we're here. 
We're here to live as sons and daughters to display the kingdom. That's why when we pray, uh uh-oh, our father, come on, y'all want to do it with me? Our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Jesus said, as soon as you start your prayer off, this is your focus. Our father, which is on earth. Nope. He's in that kingdom up there. He's in the kingdom of heaven. And if you're going to do anything on earth as in establishing the kingdom, I need you to talk to me. If I'm going to do anything for you regard to your purpose, your destiny, your future, I need you to talk to me. If I'm going to do anything in this planet, in the city, in the state, I'm going to need you to talk to this planet. I mean, I'm going to need you to talk to me. If you, I'm going to do anything in your family, it's going to be because you invited my kingdom into your household. And that's the goal of this ministry. This church is an embassy. We bring people in here to get them to the kingdom of heaven, to get them aligned with that kingdom. So what we're supposed to do is come in here and learn, you take it home, and then your house becomes an embassy. If anybody want to know how they can get to the kingdom in your neighborhood, you right there. The father just sent them to you in your neighborhood. He said, our father, which are in heaven. Then he says, make my name holy, which means if you represent me, disassociate me with all evil manners. Make my name holy. Y'all okay? Make my name holy. Disassociate me with all. No. We not represented by Democrat and Republican. We not represented by the White House. We global. We eternal. The White House is local. They got no real reach. I know they think they look like they do because you're looking in natural. Then he said, my will be done. My will be done in earth. My will, my will, my intentions, my purpose. My intentions, my purpose done through my children. This is the difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. We represent the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God looks just as good as us. I told you, people ask me all the time, well, if God is real, why he let this happen to babies? Because you not in your community, ain't in contact with him. Y'all don't care nothing about his name. Y'all don't care nothing about making it holy. You don't care about his intentions. You don't care about his purpose. You don't care about nothing he want to do. But you got a que- You got that question? That's why I tell you, we can march all we want to, Black Lives Matter. No, it don't matter until we give it to, to the Father. <laughs> That's the only time it's going to matter. Right now, Satan has it. He has our entire culture. Until we give it to the Father, you can't even convince other races that we believe it matters. <laughs> sorry, I'm not sorry. The kingdom of the job, the kingdom of heaven is supposed to 
assist the kingdom of God, but it only does it by invitation. So anything, whatever, it don't matter what you're going through, you have to always look and see what that kingdom says. Don't be looking on TV. Don't be Googling. (laughs) Find out what the kingdom of heaven says about it and do it. It's always going to be contrary to what earth says. And that's okay. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Now this passage of scripture, one of my favorite, because Jesus comes to the disciples and he asks them, he says, who do men say I am? And that's funny because he want to know whether the people on earth, the people who ain't my disciples, what do they say? Some say you John the Baptist, some say you Elijah, some say you a prophet. Then he turns to his disciples and said, who do y'all say I am? Peter said, you are Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said, "Uh uh-oh, hold on. Flesh and blood didn't tell you that. (laughs) Flesh and blood didn't tell you that. I didn't even tell you that. He said, you got that from my father in heaven. That's what revelation is. Revelation is when you understand the father in heaven. Revelation is when you understand what's going on behind the scene. It ain't revelation if it's right in front of your face. He looked at Jesus and seen God inside of him. He didn't just see God, he seen a son of God. And Jesus said in verse 18, he says, And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. He built his church on a revelation. That he was Christ, he was a son of God. And he said the the gates of Hades will not overpower it. Then verse six verse 19, he says, Now, let me go back. I often tell y'all, he said, I will build my church. Who is I? Say us. Who is I? Us. If we build, the gates will not overpower us. Say it again. If we build, hell will not overpower us. If hell is overpowering us, it's because we're not building. And I have to inform y'all because I know when typically when people come to churches, they expect the pastor (laughs) and the first lady to do all the building. A couple deacons. (laughs) And that is not how it works. Anybody who has Christ in them, it is our assignment to build his church. That's why he gave us the fivefold ministry for the edifying, the building up of the body. He said, I will build my church. I'm going to build my body. And outside of my body, I am going to choose people. That's why when Peter, not Peter, that's why when the apostles got ready to do work, they said, you know what? I'm going to let y'all do this work with these widows. It said, but, but what we're going to do is we're going to give ourselves to much prayer and much fasting. So choose from you seven people who are full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit to do these work. So he told the body, choose seven people to act as the church. And the more we build, 
the more the gates of hell would not be able to overthrow the church. If the gates of hell is overthrowing you, if it's overthrowing your household, it is because you're not building. Verse 19, he said, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of God. And whatever you, they say heaven, I'm glad you caught that. I said it on purpose. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. So I'm giving you keys. I'm giving you authority. I'm giving you access to that kingdom to get assistance in this kingdom. Because as long as we were colonized by England, we had an ally. (laughs) We had an ally. Haiti had an ally in France until they decided they want their independence. (laughs) Now you on your own, buddy. You fight your own war. You have no keys. Haiti has no keys to France. America has no keys to the UK. So he has given us keys to the kingdom of heaven that whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And when we talk about binding and loosing, we're not just talking about tying people up and untying Okay, we're not just talking about casting out demons. Okay, we, that's not what we, it's not just that. Okay, everything has to be done in a specific order. The first part of binding is covenant and culture. It's covenant and culture. Okay, because until we bring a covenant, until we bring a culture here, we can't properly represent heaven. And we can't bind lust being lustful. (laughs) So we have to bring his culture here. And anything time someone wants to come into this kingdom, the chains break off. We can't bind and loose people in the world. We can only bind and loose those who come into this kingdom. That's why it don't matter. That's why I'm saying, look, I'm all for voting. But voting doesn't have any power. I'm explaining why. Because we can go to the ballot box and we can vote, but what that doesn't control the atmosphere. What controls the atmosphere is what we agree on. What do we agree on? You know how they got gay pride? They agreed and stood together. They agreed and stood together. And they took on the same attitude as the people who were building the Tower of Babel. The problem with the church is we can't take on that attitude. We can't take on that attitude. We're not going to pray. We're not going to fast. We're not going to read the word. We're not going to do the things that are necessary because, one, one, we're not even privy that we have keys. Yet alone, want to use them. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Because the whole purpose of the keys of the kingdom is to establish government here. We're, our job is to establish government here that reflects the kingdom of This is why he sent the Holy Spirit. He didn't send the Holy Spirit 
just to be this, this spooky spirit and we just do gifts of the spirit with no, the Holy Spirit is supposed to be a governor. It's supposed to be a governor. The Holy Spirit is supposed to put us back into the presence of the Father. It is supposed to teach us, lead us, guide us, and instruct us based on that kingdom. Not based on you trying to get a promotion at your job. (laughs) Not based on you trying to fix a car. That's not the truth it's talking about. The truth the Holy Spirit is trying to bring to us is that predestined purpose, that assignment, that destiny that the Father has placed in you. And so it's two kingdoms in one. We work from the kingdom of God, but we live in and for the kingdom of God. This is our everyday assignment. That's why the first thing when you wake up in the morning, you should do is pray. You should get in touch with that kingdom and see what do you want me to do, kingdom of heaven and kingdom of God. Okay, let me say it a different way. Because he's your father, you should wake up every day and talk to your father because you are a child and say, Father, what is it that you want me to do in your kingdom today? That's why I tell you, we all have assignments. You might be missing it. (laughs) But we all have assignments. Every day you have a kingdom assignment. Every day. Every day we have a kingdom assignment. Whether we are taken to it or not. And this is the reason why a lot of turmoil is going on in our life. I'm going to tell you because we're going through the same thing Jonah went through. Okay. There's a kingdom assignment in Nineveh, but you're on your way to Tarshish. <laughs> and so on your way to Tarshish, he's, he sent a whale. In the last three days, you've been locked up, bound up. Why? Because the father is trying to get you to reroute. You know when you're going the wrong way, the GPS, every time, turn right here. You keep going, turn right here. You keep going, turn right here. It, keep, it ain't going to shut up until you get on the right path. That's what it means to be led by the Spirit. <laughs> Romans 14, chapter 17. No, Romans chapter 14, verse 17. It ain't something. Okay, come on, come on, come on. It says, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, joy, and righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So now, the kingdom of God is all about atmosphere. The kingdom of God is your heart, it is your mind, it is your soul, it is you living in that presence because we are the redeemed children. If we are redeemed, that means the Father is trying to bring us back to a place where we, where we receive what we lost. And one of the things that we lost was presence. We didn't just lose presence, we lost confidence. We didn't just lose confidence, we lost identity. So he said the kingdom of God is not about what you eat and drink. It ain't about your big heart, your big car. It ain't about your house. It ain't about your money. It ain't about none of that stuff. It is about righteousness, joy, and peace in his holy presence. Why? Because it takes us right back to eating. Righteousness, keeping us on the right path, doing the things the way the kingdom said it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added, added to us. Why would it add stuff to us? 
Because that's his will. Because it's his will. So he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The kingdom is, is, the kingdom of God is a constant, consistent dose of his atmosphere. You can go all you, the rest of your life and never not feel his presence. It's up to you. He wants us to live in his presence. So he says the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, it's peace. Peace is a tranquil state of the soul. This is how you know the kingdom is there, because you have peace. You're not scared of God. You're not thinking every time you make a mistake, he's going to kill you. He's going to take you out. He's not going to bless you. People who think like that don't have the kingdom. They don't understand the father. Joy. Joy is always being happy. It is always expecting goodness. So the more that we move into the kingdom of God, we should not be expecting to fail. Can I say that again? We should not be expecting to fail. Neither should we be expecting for Satan to get victory over us. We should not be expecting health, our health to to fail us. Our trust is in his word. It's in his truth. We're no longer living from the world truth. We're now living from his truth. If you live from the world truth, yes, you have some stuff to be worried about. If you live from the world truth, you better get that vaccine. You better hurry up. Now, if you got it, ain't nothing wrong with it. I'm not condemning nobody for getting it, but if you live from that world, you better get it. Because there ain't no other help for you. And that can't even help. Because people who got the vaccine still getting it. The world has no answers for anything. Science proves that. They try something, try something, try something. 50 years later, they say, okay, that's why it didn't work. <laughs> Every time. He's watching a commercial. Some of you got stomach ulcers, take this. But it might give you diarrhea. You might grow a second head on the side of your face. You might get two elbows, three knees. You might grow an extra toe. But you're going to get rid of the stomach ulcer. I'm like, this should be illegal. And y'all talk about cocaine. <laughs> It should be illegal. Heroin don't give you side effects like that. (laughs) They have answers to nothing. They don't have answers to anything. They can't even fix a cold. They can fix nothing. That's why the Bible keeps telling us, seek ye first the kingdom. But it's about atmosphere and it's about about climate. It's about lifestyle. Okay? We live in the kingdom of God, but we live in the kingdom of God understanding that all our rules, our regulations, our laws, our constitution, everything comes from the kingdom of heaven. 
Colossians, no, 1 Corinthians 15 and 22. It says, just, for just as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive. Redemption. Verse 23, it says, but each in his own order. Christ, the first fruit afterwards, at his coming, those who belong to Christ. So we leave in here one day, right? This ain't our home, right? Well, I'm going to show you exactly how this is going to go down. Verse 24, it says, then comes the end. When he hands over the kingdom of God, the kingdom to, the, to, to God the Father, when he abolishes all rule and all authority and all power, that's why he ain't coming no time soon. I hate to tell you, I know they talk. He on his way, yeah, he is on his way back. That's, I mean, that's, so it's Saturday. I mean, come on, Saturday is on his way. Saturday will be here in, in, in no time. I know it's yesterday, but Saturday will be here. The reason why Jesus is not coming anytime soon is because the church is immature. The church is immature. We have yet to become his body. You can't find me, I do the research, you can't find me 10 churches teaching sonship. We don't even know we his children. We're not even being taught that. He on his way back for what? <laughs> like Miles Monroe said, he ain't coming for no, he come for no bride and no training, bro. <laughs> he ain't coming for no immature bride. He's coming from a, look, when, when it comes time for marriage, especially kingdom marriage, the father knows who his son is. He, his son will take the reins of the kingdom and will rule forever. The whole preparation of the bride is to stand by his side. So the preparation is so that the, so that the bride would know how to act in the kingdom. And we don't know that we're children and we don't know we're in the kingdom. We are, man, we're going to experience kingdom shock. And the thing about America is we are Democrat and Republic. We don't, we've never even lived in a kingdom. We don't even know what a kingdom is. We don't even know what a kingdom consists of. That's why we stuck on the word Lord. Not understanding that's a cultural word. That is a kingdom word. Lord is given to your, your boss. We don't say Lord over here. We say employer. <laughs> the husband is a lord because the wife took on his name to grow into his name that's why Jesus is our lord because we took on his name to grow into him to as a unit become his body if you are a king you're considered a lord not a president presidents are lords and that's why this American culture, we have no respect and honor because we have no kingdom here. And just like we voted uh, Biden in and Trump out, you think you can, you can do that to the pastor. You think you can do it to the apostle. I don't, I don't I ain't coming today. I, I, tell me when uh, 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 somebody else preaching. <laughs> this, is how we, this is how we run the church. We run a church in a democratic mindset. Like it's Republican. This is not a Republic. This is not a Democrat. This is a kingdom thing. 
You can't vote Jesus in or out. The Father is always going to be on the throne. We are kings of kings. We are lords of lords. We are only lords because first we are royalty and we are kings. We are rulers. So in your own right, you are a lord. The only lords that we have in America is landlords. So we're so far off of kingdom understanding. We're so far off of kingdom understanding. That's why I was telling him, I was like, man, I, you know, I, I, look, Trump be doing some stuff. Now, don't get me wrong, but nobody who sits in an office should ever be attacked like that by the, by the country. That is totally disrespectful and God is not pleased with that. Period. When we go to the polls, we are supposed to choose based on who's for our father's kingdom. Look at policies and say, which one of these policies lines up with the, with the kingdom of God? If it's a tie, choose whoever you want to choose. <laughs> That's why it don't matter who vote. Watch this. But what I want y'all to see even in that is that in the end, Jesus is going to take the kingdom of God, everybody who's in it, who decided to give their heart, their mind, their soul, and wanted to be born again, and he's going to take the kingdom of God, and he's going to give it to his father. And then the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven going to become one. Verse 24 says, then comes the end. The end of what? This planet. <laughs> I got receipts. Wait, I got one more scripture. Then comes the end when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father. Jesus hands over the kingdom of God. Everybody who functioned in it, he says, Here. That's why the goal of Christianity ain't to make it to heaven, it's to operate in the kingdom right here, right now. Because when it's all said and done, the Father ain't looking for people who want to hurry up and get to heaven. He's looking for people who want to represent his kingdom in the earth. This is what your judgment will be about. You have the white throne of judgment for those who are not in the body of Christ. Then you have the judgment seat of Christ, and that is going to be based on what you did in the kingdom for the kingdom. Your obedience, you walking in your purpose and your destiny, because the truth be told is that your life book is already finished. All you have to do is just tap into what the Father said about you. It's already finished. He knows the end of a thing before the beginning. There is a book in heaven that came with you. That's why you get visions. That's why he's giving you dreams to show you this is the chapter you're in, but this is what's going to happen next chapter. And say no to that. So he wants to keep us from stop from praying. He wants to keep us stop from preaching. He don't want us to do church. Okay, he don't want us to fast. He don't want us to do none of that stuff. He don't want us to pray. I, I commend you for what you did yesterday. I'll say it in a second. I commend him because we had prayer yesterday here and he went to the gym before he came. He went to the gym before he came to prayer. And while he was at the gym, somebody broke, bust his window out in his car, stole his wallet, his laptop, book bag, everything. And you know what he did? He came to prayer. <laughs> Folks would have been every reason not to come. Well, this is what happened. Why well, I couldn't make it. 
And I've been like, yeah, that makes sense. In my, my head, I've been like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Seek ye first the kingdom. Revelations. Y'all want to preach? Y'all want to teach? Y'all wanna... Okay, just want to see him. Revelations 21, 1 through 4. This is my last scripture. And then we're going to pray. We're going to release the prophetic culture in here. Y'all ready? Revelations 21 and 1. It says, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The first heaven and first earth had passed away. And the sea was no more. Well, no water. <laughs> Ain't no water on the new earth. So we don't need none. We're going to be spirits. So he said, I saw the new heaven and the new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. I also saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. Prepared like a bride adorned for her husband. Now, why does Revelations 21 and 22, 21 and 1 and 2 look just like Genesis? Why does it look just like Genesis? Because he's going to do the same thing over again. Because he didn't change his mind what he wanted. He didn't send plan B because he had a plan C. <laughs> he sent plan B to get us back to plan A. So when it's all said and done and we get all of the evil, the wicked, the, the uh, uh, iniquitous, people, iniquitous people off the planet, he said, I'm going to start all the way over and I'm going to do exactly what I wanted again. That's why I said the new Jerusalem came out of heaven. It came out of heaven. It wasn't in heaven. It came out of heaven. So it is erroneous to think that our ultimate goal is heaven. It's not. It's the new earth. And the reason why is because he created us to be kings. And as long as we're in his household, we're princes and princesses. How does this look? Javon lives in my household, my son. He can't be the king as long as he in my household. He can't be the king. What he has to do is get his own house and his own family, and then he could be the king. This is why the father did this anyway. This is why he sent us from heaven to earth. This is why he didn't create us in heaven and leave us in heaven. Because he wanted us to rule, he wanted us to dominate. He wanted us to be like him, and we can't be like him in heaven. Because we were created to dominate. We were created to rule, we were created to reign. It's in your bloodline, you're going to go up there and start acting just like Satan. I will be like the most high. <laughs> he created us to rule and dominate, that's why he put us on earth. So the kingdom of heaven... His kingdom can assist us in earth in building his name. Amen.